First Chronicles chapter 11, verse 1 Then all Israel gathered themselves to David in Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. This is like a marriage. When Adam met Eve, he said, She is my bone and my flesh. Here Israel is uniting with King David, like a bride unites with the bridegroom. And this is a foreshadowing of the church uniting with Christ, just as a bride unites with her bridegroom. We are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh in the spirit. That's why we are his family. Two, in times past, even when Saul was king, it was thou that didst lead out and bring in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be prince over my people Israel. Even when Saul was king, it was David who led the army out to war and returned them from battle back to Israel. And it was David who caused the Israelites to win battle after battle, not King Saul. And we have a similar experience with Jesus because even when we lived in sin, it was always Jesus who provided for all of our needs. He also is the good shepherd who feeds us his truth, which is the gospel. And they're saying that David feeds the people. Instead of taking from the people, he gives to them. And that's what a righteous leader does. You know, the leaders today in this world, including a lot of so-called Christian leaders, are takers. They want your money. They want your donations. They're not givers. A righteous leader that's biblical is a giver. Jesus fed the thousands bread and fish. He never took anything from anybody. He only gave. This is another foreshadowing of Jesus and the church. He is the good shepherd who always gives. 3. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Samuel. Now Samuel had already privately anointed David long before this day, but now this is his official coronation, where all of Israel is recognizing him as king, even though the Lord had already recognized him as the next king. 4. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, the same as Jebus, and the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, were there. Those Jebusites are not Israelites, they're actually Canaanites, they're pagans. They lived in Jerusalem even to this day. They may not realize that they have pagan ancestry, but they're probably there even to this day, because the Israelites never totally wiped out the pagans. They carried David to Jerusalem, which was always to be the capital. God's city. 5. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. Again, this is a foreshadowing of Christ in the church. Even though the demons in your life will say to you, Jesus can't enter into your life, he can't get rid of us, he will take down their spiritual strongholds. If fear is a stronghold, or unforgiveness, or addiction, or anything in your life seems like something that you can't get rid of, Jesus will take it down. 6. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. Because the Jebusites were defiant and telling David you can't enter, he said whoever kills them first will get a promotion in the army. And Joab the son of Zeruiah went up first and was made chief. 
Joab was a great warrior of David, so he was the first to go kill some Jebusites. I believe this is the same time when David said that he hated the handicapped people. He didn't hate handicapped people in general. He only hated the handicapped Jebusites that were at the watering trough who were trying to be human shields blocking David from entering Jerusalem. And he said that he hated them, not because they were handicapped, but because they were defiant against the Lord and they were trying to use their bodies as human shields. 7. And David dwelt in the stronghold, therefore they called it the city of David. The city of David is inside of Jerusalem. It's part of Jerusalem. It's in the heart of Jerusalem. 8. And he built the city round about, from Milo even round about, and Joab repaired the rest of the city. Joab, in addition to being a great warrior, also had knowledge of city construction. 9. And David waxed greater and greater. Waxed means to get bigger. He became mightier and more powerful as time went by. And this is all because of faith. Because he believed in the Lord and he obeyed the Lord, the Lord made him great. For the Lord of hosts was with him. 10. Now these are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who held strongly with him in his kingdom, together with all Israel, to make him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. 11. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. Jashobeam, the son of a Hakmonite, the chief of the captains, he lifted up his spear against three hundred and slew them at one time, meaning in one battle he killed three hundred pagans. 12. And after him was Eleazar the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, who was one of the three mighty men. David had three in particular who were his top warriors that went around with him, but then he had a group of other warriors that were also really incredible. And all of these were dragon slayers. They were all as brave as David was, and they all had great faith. Remember, Jesus had three top disciples who went with him everywhere, Peter, James, and John. And then the other disciples were not as close to Jesus as those three. The fact that David had three top ones is also a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. 13. He was with David at Pastamim, and there the Philistines were gathered together to battle, where was a plot of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines. 14. But they stood in the midst of the plot and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord saved them by a great victory. Eliezer was, was part of that great victory where they stood in the middle of an Israelite field and fought off all the pagans that wanted to take that field. 15. And three of the thirty chiefs went down to the rock to David, unto the cave of Adullam, and the host of the Philistines were encamped in the valley of Rephaim. 16. And David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. At this time, when David was fighting the Philistines, he was hiding in a cave because they were after him, and they had taken the city of Bethlehem. They had a garrison there. 17. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me water to drink of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. He was very thirsty, and he wanted fresh water from the well where the garrison was. 
18, and three broke through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. 19, and said, My God forbid it me that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? For with the jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did the three mighty men. His three top warriors wanted to get water for him, and they risked their lives to break through the garrison and get it. But then when they came back with it, he felt so guilty that he had put their lives in jeopardy over one drink of water that he couldn't bear to drink it out of guilt. 20. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, he was chief of the three, for he lifted up his spear against three hundred and slew them and had a name among the three. Abishai was one of the three. 21. Of the three in the second rank, he was the most honorable, and was made their captain, howbeit he attained not to the first three. It's saying that Abishai was one of the top-ranking warriors, but not in the top three. He was in a second ranking. 22. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabzil, who had done mighty deeds, he smote the two altar hearths of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in time of snow. And we had read about all of these guys in First and Second Kings. Beniah was so mighty that he killed a lion in a pit in the snow. And he also broke down two altars of Moab. In order to do that, not only would he need strength to break down the altars, but most especially, he would have to fight off a whole bunch of Moabites. 23. And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits high, and in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him with a staff, and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and slew him with his own spear. This Egyptian was a giant, and there were some giant Egyptians back in this time. This Egyptian was so big that his spear was as long as a weaver's beam, which is really long. 24. These things did Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and had a name among the three mighty men. Behold, he was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three, and David set him over his guard. David had a group of top thirty men, and then above that he had a group of top three men, and that represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not separate from God, it is God's Spirit. 26. Also the mighty men of valor, Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhana, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem. 27. Shamoth, the Herorite, Helaz, the Pelonite. 28. Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite, and Abiezer, the Anathothite. 29. Sebekai, the Hushathite, Eli, the Ahohite. 30. Marai, the Netophathite. Helid, the son of Banna, the Netophathite. 31. Ithai, the son of Ribai, of Gibeah, of the children of Benjamin. Beniah, the Pirithonite. All these Ite names are the clans that they came from. So it's saying their name and what clan they came from. And it's listing all of his top 30 mighty men. And two of those men are brothers, Asahel and Joab. And continuing on with the rest of the mighty men. 32. Harai of Nahel Gash, Abiel the Arbathite. 33. Asmaveth the Baharumite. Eli Abba 
the Shelbonite, 34, the sons of Hashem, the Gizanite, Jonathan, the son of Shagah, the Hararite. This is not the same Jonathan who was the son of Saul. This is a different Jonathan. 35, Ahame, the son of Sakar, the Hararite, Eliphal, the son of Ur, 36, Hefer, the Makurathite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, 37, Hezro, the Carmelite, Narai, the son of Ezbi, 38, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, the son of Hagri, 39, Zelik, the Ammonite, Nari, the Barathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah. Even Joab's armor-bearer was one of the top 30 fighters. 40, Ira, the Ithrite, Garib, the Ithrite. 41, Uriah, the Hittite. And that was the man who David had killed because he wanted Uriah's wife. So he sinned against the Lord in greatly harming Uriah. And Uriah was a righteous man too. Zabad, the son of Ali, 42, Adina, the son of Sheza, the Reubenite, a chief of the Reubenites, and 30 with him. Adina also had his own personal army of 30 Reubenites that fought for King David. 43, Hanan, the son of Makkah, and Joshaphat, the Mithnite. 44, Uzziah, the Ashtarathite, Shammah, and Jael, the sons of Hotham, the Aurorite. 45. Jediel, the son of Shimri, and Joha, his brother, the Tizite. 46. Eliel, the Mahavite, and Jerobah and Joshavah, the sons of Elnam, and Ithmah, the Moabite. This is interesting that a Moabite is fighting for King David. But King David did have some pagan friends because of his time when he was running from Saul. He had to leave Israel at one point and live in the pagan territory for a while. So he did have some pagan friends. 47. Eliel and Obed and Jasael, the Mesobate. Those are all of David's top warriors, not his entire army. And in this chapter... They named 51 warriors by name, which means not all of the men named in this chapter were in the top 30 or the top 3. So there were other great warriors who weren't even in the top 30. David had an incredible fighting army. They were all fearless, just like him. And it was only because of his faith in the Lord that he was so fearless. And that concludes First Chronicles chapter 11.